Well, the Wilds pick at 21 was a surprise. Also a surprise, the fact that there were zero trades in the first round of the NHL draft. So let's talk about it. We'll hear from you on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we react to the selection of Charlie Stramel at the 21st overall pick by the Minnesota Wild. We'll look at how the board played out the options the Wild had available at the 21st overall pick. We'll hear your reaction to the pick as well and a look at what is yet to come for the rest of the NHL draft. I got to be honest, everybody, as I'm sure you saw in the uh, YouTube reaction that we posted uh, after the pick was announced, I did not see this one coming. I did not have Stramel on in any of the... um, draft previews that we did. I, this was not a player that we had Gabe Foley discuss. Th- this wasn't a guy that I, I really had linked at all, the Minnesota Wild at 21. And so we'll dive into it extensively because my initial ra- reaction is that this was a bit of a reach. And great first Stramel to get selected by his hometown Minnesota Wild. Awesome. Fantastic. But I think the opportunity to do so would have been around in round two or later. As you heard with Hadi Kalakesh on that uh, YouTube breakdown, he had him ranked as his 54th overall prospect in this year's draft class. So this is, for Bill Guerin and for Judd Brackett, this is a bold selection. This is a project selection with the hope that Stramel's size will be able to do for him what Marco Rossi has had to work at so far in his career uh, at the AHL level. You have a player in Rossi who has a ton of skill, just doesn't have the size to go with it. Now you get Stramel, who's bigger. He is bigger. Uh, let me tell you. And so that's the one thing you can't teach. So you're hoping that you have that and that you can add a productive skill set to his his repertoire, that that's something you can build him into while having that framework to work around. But as this board fell... Very odd we didn't have any trades. That that was a shock to me, that there was not a single trade 
in the first round. But as things played out and Oliver Moore fell to 19 where he was selected by the Chicago Blackhawks, as things lined up for the Wild to take the player that I had selected in the Lockdown NHL mock draft, Callum Ritchie, they had options there for players that had a little bit more of the skill in this year's draft. They had options to go that route. And the Wild end up going with the size. Bill Guerin, after the draft, a couple of tweets by Sarah McClellan uh, on Charlie Stramel, quote, he was our guy all along. Garen mentioned the team discussed moving ahead but not trading back. When he was there and we were able to take him, we were extremely happy about that, so we made the pick. Garen goes on to say, um, actually this is Judd Brackett, it's so hard to find a center with Stramel's size, skating ability, the grit, the jam. He fits a lot of our identity and sometimes need trumps a little bit more of the skill value. And so this is something that, that we had talked about in doing some of our initial digging into the draft is that it would, have been, it would be nice to get somebody that has that size component that you can teach a few other things too. But again, I go back to my reaction to this pick and seeing some of the things go to what Hottie said about Stramel being one of the poorest skaters that he looked at in this draft. That's a concern. That's a concern for me. The production at Wisconsin, lack thereof, is a concern. But let's look at what's going on at Wisconsin. Those that are college hockey fans here in Minnesota know that Mike Hastings went uh, from Mankato to Wisconsin. And so this is Judd Brackett and Bill Guerin taking a swing on a guy that they feel like can develop into a great center, a great two-way center with the size, with the physicality, can be a different version of Jewel Erickson Eck, can add all those things to the, to the repertoire while having that size component. So that appears to be the reasoning as to why but I, I just am going to continue to go with, I think he could have been, I think you could have had the best of both worlds. You could have gotten Callum Ritchie at 21. You could also have gotten Stramel in the second round. And then you have the best of both worlds. But that's why I'm here, and that's why Judd Brackett and Bill Guerin are in Nashville, is because that is what they are paid to do is to draft players that they think fit what the Minnesota Wild are trying to do as a team. And so whether or not it, if it works out, I will be happy to come back on here and eat as much crow as possible. But at this point, it just feels like a little bit of a reach to me. So we will, uh, we'll lay out a little bit further of the path and the hope for Stramel uh, to develop as we move throughout the show. But I do want to get to, we have a ton of fan reaction. We want more. So if you have reaction, good or bad or otherwise, whatever your reaction is to this pick, 
Make sure to leave us a comment on YouTube. We'll continue to go through a reaction here over the next couple of days. I want to hear from you on what you think of this pick. If you're willing to refer withhold judgment until Stramel gets to the NHL level, I applaud you for that. That is fantastic. That's awesome. I'm glad that you are going with that approach before evaluating this pick. If you, like me, feel like it was a bit of a reach, I want to hear about it because you are well within your ability to feel that way on this selection as well. So hit us up in the comments. Pepper the comments. We'll keep reacting to those uh, here throughout the rest of the week. But uh, we'll head to Twitter for fan reaction to see if that makes things feel any better or if it uh, continues us feeling the way that we do as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by a product I use literally every day. That is AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like me. You want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It can be hard and expensive to keep track of multiple different different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we thank you all that tune in each and every day to this show. We'll continue the draft reaction throughout uh, the next couple of days, see what the Wild do in day two, and we'll go from there as we gear up for, it's going to be a quiet free agency, but we will at least talk about it as well. Um, Some options for the Wild. We also have... uh, a little bit of some good news, I think, on the Philip Gustafson front as well. So uh, we'll talk about all of that here as the week continues ahead of the 4th of July holiday. But I do want to get to your reaction, good, bad, or otherwise, to the Minnesota Wild selecting Charlie Strammel at 21. So we'll head to Twitter, and uh, we'll, let, uh, we'll let the tweets tell the story. So first off from Alex... Micheletti, uh, he starts with a GIF, and we'll ask Alex his opinion on this for next week's show as well. He starts off with a GIF of a dumpster floating down a river. Uh, looks like a flooded road with uh, fire coming out of it. So that's, that's yeah. Um, Jacob Hansen says, Jordan Greenway didn't work, so let's draft Jordan Greenway. And again, this is kind of the, I, I saw this comp too is that Stramel has that Jordan Greenway type size, and we had a front row seat to Jordan Greenway over the last few years and his inability to put it all together. So 
again, that's a concern. That's a concern of mine is that you're just not going to get some of that skill upside that you would have had from Callum Ritchie. And I think part of the frustration, too, is where these players ended up. You have Bedard and Oliver Moore going to Chicago, and you have Callum Ritchie going to Colorado. And so it's not like they're just going to an Eastern Conference team that you're going to see once in a while. We're going to see these guys pretty regularly for a long time. So if they do pan out the way that uh, we had hoped that they would, well, then we're going to know about it. Uh, Other Brett Marshall from Sound the Foghorn lays things out pretty succinctly like this. It's like buying a Honda Civic. It's a reliable and affordable car. You know it'll get you where you need to go with little issue, and it'll last a long time. But all that said, you chose it over some nicer cars that are maybe more luxurious, faster, or that had cooler features. At MN Wild Talk on Twitter said, like it, now swing in the second. Ron, one of our regular listeners on Twitter, not particularly pleased with the pick. I'm, I'm with you, Ron. Again, I think it's a reach, but we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Andrew Woodard on Twitter says, going to have to trust BG and Bracket on this one. I will agree. Mike, Snowrider24 underscore seven. I like it. A bit surprised by it, but he's a big, strong center. We all know how undersized the Wild are. I'd like to see his development over the next few years before calling it a bust or anything. And again, that is totally fair. If you want to go that route with this pick, that is entirely your prerogative to do so. Um, Because again, Bill Guerin and Judd Brackett, they see something in Stramel. They saw something. If they identified him that succinctly as their guy... And some of that is lip service, I'm sure. But if they did if they did identify him as their guy, then they saw something that they can work with and they know can be fixed over the next few years before he gets to the NHL level. That's the hope. Uh, Jaden Homuth, one of our regular contributors, said, Hey, Seth, I can't. <laughs> um Hogamadog on Twitter said, big kid, he certainly is. He's like six, I want to say it's uh, 6'5", 215, or 6'3", 215. He's a big, he is a big kid. So he definitely has the size. That can be checked off the box. Jimmy Posey 21 on Twitter says, a center is what we needed, but not sure if he's the guy. Charlie Ledesma at MNWild underscore PTY. Big guy up the middle, had a bad year, but might well be a diamond in the rough. Think of good wild heads to evaluate. Bracket, scouts, and uh, their psychologist as well. There must be something the recency bias in fans are missing. Matt Schulte at MGSSMU says, like it. Sam Boney at 77 underscore Jaws. Big enough, not really fast. Eric Stahl type, my take. Stahl turned out pretty well, I think. That's, that is accurate. And so, again, leading us towards the hope, the hope is, is that you can add the skill components. You can teach those up. The size is the thing you can't teach. So that's the hope, is that that will be uh, the part of the game that, uh, that can really um, lead to an advantage. 
as we continue these randomly wild at randomly wild on Twitter, the wild are about to be the biggest, the state's biggest sandpaper producer. Sorry, 3M. Uh, these are A+. Plus. At Pavlov's Dogs, it's like wiping before you go to the bathroom. Will Dickerson at WB Dickerson 3. Decrepit Badgers team last year with Hastings in charge. Going to have a better sense of what we have. Sam Bartley at Bartley underscore Sam. I think it's better to stay positive through though, and maybe we can turn into a Matthew Kachuk. So that too, again... There is always potential that these guys get it figured out and uh, and can really turn into something um, as the uh, the evaluation process goes. Meg Vincent, at Meg Vincent 13, I'm frustrated they used number 21 to get him. Would have rather they trade up for more when he fell to the teens or take someone else at 21 and grab Stramel later. He may end up being a solid player. They just didn't need to reach for him at that point. I struggle to understand right there with you. Uh, Curly on Twitter. Feels like X durability in the playoffs factored into this. It very well could have because we saw the effect that not having Erickson Eck had. Um, at tie one two nine four third line center at best would be a good prediction for him. At Aaron Wolds, can we somehow combine Rossi and Stramel for a skilled one C with size and FU in his game? Feels like Stramel has all of what Rossi, uh, Rossi is lacking. And Rossi has, at least in the OHL, what we're hoping Stramel will develop. That as well, I think, is a uh, is a good take. If there was a way to do it, I, I certainly think we should. Um, there are a ton more, and so we'll uh, we'll try to get to. Uh, Justin has this to say: second youngest NCAA player last year played in a train wreck. He was a top 10 prospect prior. Tom, time is on our side with the youngsters. Remind me of this in three years. Elon just feels like the someone the Wild could have drafted in the second round and still gotten someone like Richie or Perot with this pick. Um, pass on Perot. This is Scott Patrick, and this I think will be the last one we'll get to. Again, we'll keep it rolling, though. I want to make sure we get to a lot of these because there are a lot of good reactions. Pass up on Perot, who scored 132 points in 63 games for someone whose highest scoring season in the last four years is 22. Why can't we just do the common sense thing? Take the talent instead of getting cute and doing MN sports things. I hate it. Drives me nuts. And final one, at Shane of MN, at first glance, I hate it. Kid brought in too early to a terrible development environment and put up putrid numbers. Limited ceiling, seems like a lot of risk for not much reward. He fills a need in the pool, I guess. Maybe we were expecting too much at 21. And then we'll finish with Frederick Helmer Franson at Mr. Underscore Franz 2603. The more I consider it, the more I like it. And see the logic to the madness. It's a reach, but a player type that, if developed smartly, could be very valuable. A safe and sensible reach rather than a swing for the flashy and exciting pick. So there you have it. A lot of reaction, and I think a lot of this hinges on development of Stramel at Wisconsin over the next couple of seasons. Um, the interesting thing is that the Wild will be able to have a very close eye on his development and uh, how he does over the next few seasons. So, again, 
if you are wanting to withhold uh, reaction to this pick and simply be happy for Stramel that he was drafted by his hometown team and that he got to experience this moment, that's perfectly okay. I just am hoping to be proven wrong. That's the thing that we always do with these drafts is when it's a pick that we think is good, we hope that we're being proved right. And when it's a pick that we disagree with, we hope we're proved wrong. So I'm sitting here hoping that I get proven wrong and can come back on these airwaves and say, hey, guess what? I got it wrong. It happens. So what is next for the Wilds? In the draft, we'll take a look at what they have for remaining picks and the potential for them to go get some other players throughout the rest of the draft. That is coming up after this here on Locked on Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will continue to get you reaction to whatever the Wild end up doing throughout the rest of the NHL draft. Keep those reactions coming, and we'll try to get to as many of them as we can. So we know the Minnesota Wild have two second-round picks, at least at this moment. Now, unfortunately, one of them ends up being the last pick in the second round, thanks to the Vegas Golden Knights and their winning of the Stanley Cup. But the Wild will have two second-round picks, And so with the amount of talent that is sliding into the second round and will continue to do so, you wonder if there is an opportunity to move up a little bit, to go get somebody else in that second round. Let's also keep in mind no third or fourth round picks this year and then a single pick in the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. So... Maybe we see the Wilds try to move a little higher up and just try to get three highly rated players in the first couple of rounds of this draft. Um, And then you just don't take as many flyers on guys to kind of fill out the organization. Because here's the other thought on the Wilds prospect pool as it currently sits, is you have guys at the top end of the prospect pool, such as Jesper Volstead, Marco Rossi. You've got Kalen Addison. You have Liam Ogren. You've got Danella Yurov. You've got Murat Houston-Dinoff. You have a ton of guys that are going to be ready at varying stages of the next couple of years. And... This is a team that needs to see what they have so that they know what they need. That's a phrase that I'm going to use probably a few too many times over the, uh, the next couple of seasons. They need to know what they have in order to find out what they will need once they have money to spend. And the more of those entry-level contracts you can hit on, the better chances you have of really allocating funds to a couple of key positions. As of right now, this Minnesota Wild roster, and we talked about guys like Ryan Hartman and Marcus Foligno yesterday, and the best opportunity to move those guys 
is going to be at the trade deadline if this team falls out of contention. Like it or not, they're not going anywhere until that point. And if trades don't materialize, then they are likely going to leave via free agency. But we're going to see a steady stream of players that are not retained because the money to do so does not exist. Marcus Foligno, Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello, guys along that line are just going to continue to kind of trickle out. And a large majority of those spots are going to be filled by these prospects. And so those guys that are closest to being able to fill spots include Brock Faber, who's going to slot in in one of those deep pairings. Kalen Addison will play a role this year. Marco Rossi will play a role this year. So that's your first wave. Then after that, you start to see some of those other guys. We're, we're going to get to a point within the next year or two that um, you start to see the Ogrens, the Urovs, the Houston Dinoffs all come over here, and then there may be a year away from contributing. Marc-Andre Fleury, a free agent after this season. That spot's going to be filled internally. Alex Goligoski, a free agent after this season. That spot's going to be filled internally. And so we're getting to the end of the line of these contracts. And so I don't hate the notion of taking a guy that you don't need to rely on immediately. I don't hate that notion. I just would have preferred that there were some skill upside as opposed to somebody who can just... Because from what I was reading from some evaluations of Stramel is that he, he's a big body, but he doesn't really use that physicality. Well, guess what? We have a lot of that right now. We have... we And... Again, that's where the Jordan Greenway comparison comes in. Jordan Greenway used his physicality at points and then not at others. And so I'm I'm all for a team saying, hey, this is a prospect. I look at what look at what Matt, the Flyers did with Mitchkoff. Mitchkoff's gonna be a prospect that's gonna take a while to get here. Immense offensive potential. There are other parts of his game that will need work, but I don't mind taking a flyer on somebody, pun absolutely intended, when you know you're not going to need them till a few years down the road. But in this case, you could still have had Stramel in the second. And if you felt like you were going to miss out, then trade up and go get him. But Richie was right there. Moore was there a couple picks earlier. And so I am a little frustrated right now, to say the least. But there's also the rest of the draft to go. And we'll see what happens. Because me being frustrated, there's not a lot I can do about it. Because I'm, I'm not the one making the picks. So that's what we got for you for today. 
We, as mentioned, will continue our reaction to everything going on in the NHL draft throughout the rest of the week into next week as well, free agency. All of that centered around the 4th of July weekend. So uh, we'll have plenty of content coming up for you. Make sure that you subscribe and follow along with us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.